<laughs> Welcome to Semi Hard Pass Podcast. My name is Emma, and my friend Lindsay is in Ohio right now. <laughs> hey, what's up? I feel like it's been forever since we told people where we're from. Yeah, I thought I'm in Ohio. <laughs> uh, somewhere, maybe halfway around the world from someone listening. Probably not. <laughs> but I thought that was a good Easter egg to put in. Anyways, this is Semi-Hard Pass podcast, as I mentioned, Uh, and this is basically an excuse for us to rant and rave about something that's caught our eye and ears in the media. So in the past, it's been mostly TV shows, a little bit of movies, tiny bit of music, Um, but we hope to one day include books in that media (laughs) because we read good. (laughs) Um, and today it will be another TV show. So books are, I feel like it's, Hmm? I feel like it's easiest to do TV shows. That's like what we binge on. Yeah. It's more of an ordeal to go and like watch a movie or pick out songs to talk about. Definitely less of a commitment. Um, yeah. So in addition to the amount of time these things will take us, (laughs) we, we pick the media um, as an excuse to indulge if we want to rant about it and pick it apart or legitimately uh, rave about it and, because it's something we really like. So we kind of, we run the gamut of things. Yeah. So after we get done discussing the topic, we then grade it on our specialized grading scale. We start with no pass. That means that we actually like the piece of media. Um, We have little to change about it, if anything. We genuinely like it. Um, The next grade, or mark, is semi-hard pass, our namesake. Yeah. This is usually reserved for things that are guilty pleasures. Um, And it can be reserved for stuff that we like to watch in order to rant about we might like it a little bit but it's more of a we just enjoy complaining about this thing you know sometimes you just want to bitch it's fun sometimes bitch uh the third grade is hard pass and that means that we do not like the piece and even if there even if things were changed, it would still be hard to get us on board for it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a nice (laughs) way of saying it. Yeah, sometimes we don't even like to really talk about it. Sometimes that can be a short episode if we're talking about something that we really don't like. Um, And then the final grade, which might be the worst grade on the scale, is meh. And that just means that the the piece of media that we're talking about didn't influence us at all and has no lasting effect on our life. It's like uh, white bread. <laughs> white bread is delicious. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll just reserve my, my critiques. I mean, I, I grew up in a pretty poor family, so white bread was a staple. So Oh yeah, Wonder Bread was uh, every lunch, occasionally dinner, but not for me anymore. 
we're throwing back to when Emma said that she would not eat anybody that's unhealthy. She only wants to cannibalize people that are healthy. Well, this was coming so off we're going of back to that. This was <laughs> rolling off of for a while there. I was thinking maybe I could take one for the team, as it were, and eat Donald Trump. Then I thought about how disgusting his body would be. Like, I'm sure his soul has <laughs> has rotted things. Oh, absolutely. And, like, the stuff that he has, like, on, um, what is that called? His wish list or docket or whatever for, like, food that he wants in Air Force One. It's terrible food. I... Like, there's no way that... <laughs> is that the, the list? stuff that he puts in his body can be... <laughs> Yeah. It's like the only way he could get lower is straight up turds. Yeah. For dinner. And I I mean I like some junk food, but there's a point where you should probably have some greens in there somewhere. Yeah, just, you know, to hedge your bets. Yeah. If, if <laughs> science is right about a balanced diet. <laughs> anyway. So that's the podcast. Yeah, okay, we're done. We Bye. Have a good night. Exp- yeah, see you later. <laughs> thoroughly explained what the podcast is um how are you this week emma it's been so long since we talked because we've been dealing with stuff yeah um well my stuff is kind of trivial in in comparison uh i've had a busy couple of weeks just because of what i've decided to do with my spare time but also i surprisingly know a lot of aries so there have been a lot of birthday celebrations Um, nice. but I have had a very strange thing happen to me. This It's ongoing. So, what? uh, I've been like spring cleaning my apartment <laughs> this story gets better. Um, <laughs> and through the process of like cleaning weird areas, I've been finding dimes. So I found a, uh-huh. a dime behind the toilet. I found a dime <laughs> stuck in the grout of my fireplace like in between the bricks, but kind of yeah. almost underneath the floor. Um, and just other weird places that I'm like, did I just drop a bunch of change and then have no <laughs> recollection of doing well, so? One of your drunken excursions. I mean, it happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's not point the finger. <laughs> um <laughs> So I mentioned to a friend and she was like, oh, that's an old wives tale. Apparently a dead person is trying to get in touch with you and they're doing it by leaving dimes all over the place. What? So I laughed. Uh, that, that sounds pretty stupid. And uh, I, I found it's on the Internet. So if you want to Google it, other people corroborate this. Um, <laughs> and now I'm like, it's in my head that I'll just find dimes anywhere because I've I've. I've noticed them now. Yeah. But very weird thing happened yesterday. So I was I was dropping Bob off uh, and down this one route of the, the streets. It's like 200 steps, maybe. And at the, the start of it on one side, there's this big bush. And right by the bush, I noticed there was a dime, like right smack dab in the middle of the sidewalk. <laughs> so I was like... Oh, it's that dead person. And I picked it up. I don't know why. It's got to be dirty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then continued walking with Bob. 
dropped them off and then came back. So like I'm I'm following my path, which is again only 200 steps. It's not very long. I get to the bush and in what I can only assume is the same spot because it's right next to the bush is another dime in the middle of the side. No! Oh my gosh. I'm crying right now. That's amazing. Uh, so I picked it up and I paid for the bus with it. I'm like, thank you. Whoever it was, grandma, grandpa, you, you helped me ride. That's bus. insane. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh. That was weird. I mean, yeah. There could be a chance that I didn't see a second dime. I was so bowled over by the first one that I was like, I think that's unlikely. Blind to the second. <laughs> if it was in the same spot, I think it's unlikely. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so the only other answer is it's supernatural. <laughs> yeah, it's totally a ghost. That has its own money bag. <laughs> yeah, that's great. If they could start dropping me toonies or like $20 bills, that would be great. <laughs> but not to make this story super long, um, I was talking to someone else and they were also having dime issues for a little while. <laughs> this was like months ago, unrelated. And so they started talking to other people and Googling it. And um, their stories like word of mouth stories, but it trails back to someone that he trusts. Apparently, his friend's partner is like an engineer and builds stuff in his spare time uh, and like built a radio. And then there was something wrong with the radio, so he took it apart and found a bunch of dimes in it. It was like, what? well, I built this radio or whatever it was. I built this machine. I definitely did not leave dimes in it. So I'm so <laughs> I'm so confused. Yeah. So my dime related issues aren't as weird as they can get. Oh my gosh. That uh, I mean, incorporating that into the fact that you've been finding dimes is just that's that's crazy. Yeah, I hope it doesn't stop. I I kind of like this <laughs> this fact that someone's like, you know, sh just having it rough right now. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have bus fare <laughs> here this should help maybe you should get your get your tarot read and see if uh they're like yeah somebody's trying to contact you maybe my mom went to a psychic a couple of months ago and asked me if she if i should go with her again but they kind of scare me there's something about them that i'm like no i don't want to know as much <laughs> i i made fun of her for going but at the same time i believe enough that i don't want to go myself um, I totally agree with that. Um, both tarot and psychics and palm reading actually are like, they always make me nervous. Like what if I hear something I don't want to hear? Yeah. And then like, even if, even if there is a level of skepticism, like I don't truly know if I 100% believe in these things, but there's enough of a belief there that if, if I, I do hear something that's like out of left field I'm like well now this is going to be in my head as a new anxiety yeah or or so. they're like able to pick up on something that's really personal to you and yeah. they haven't it's not something they could have like googled or like you know looked at your coat and seen a, a pet hair and be like oh you have cats don't you <laughs> yeah um my aunt used to get her 
get her cards read, like, this was early days of the internet, so there wasn't Google so much as, you know, whatever, but, um, she got her cards read, and it was by this much older woman, and she did it with playing cards instead of tarot. Oh, yeah, you can do that. And so, like, I always th- I always felt like there was such a different level of, like, I mean, obviously, you kn- I feel like you you already know playing cards, but this woman is telling you, like, this is what this card means. Whereas a lot of people that go into tarot readings, they haven't really seen most of the cards. So they're just like, oh, okay, that's pretty. Like, yeah. that's, that's a new card to me. But when somebody pulls, like, you know, an ace of spades, you're familiar with a card. You see, you've seen it before. So it just feels so different. And then she's telling you. And she was right about so many things. Really? Like, yeah, um, this was when I was like 10, 11, and she had gone to this woman, and then this woman, she had seen her a number of times, and she ended up being right about, like, three really big things in my aunt's life, so, who knows? Crazy. Maybe she could, <laughs> yeah, maybe she was just really good at guessing, like, oh, you're not happy with you know, your marriage right now, this is going to happen. And so maybe it's just really good guessing I think, on her part. I think there's an element of that, you know, like if you, yeah. if you know your demographic uh, yeah, and you can play the odds well, you're, I think someone who's, who has those sort of attributes could, could fake a psychic reading. Um, yeah, I definitely think that at least, you know, a good, a good amount of them do it. My, I don't want to diminish them. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want the, but... the union of psychics to get mad at us. Uh, my my grandmother used to read teacups, and nice. so there's always been that sort of interest in the family. But what was it? It was like seven years ago now that my mom had a tea reading party and had like a professional come in. Yeah. And it was the most depressing reading I've ever had. Like usually oh, no. the way the way we've done it, it's like your tea leaves tea leaves always turn out a certain way and they make pictures. But I was like the last person to be read and my teacup kept because you like you drink the tea with the loose leaves. Yeah. Um until there's no more liquid left and then you put it on a saucer and I forget what you do. You like turn it around a few times and wait so that it yeah. settles. And then you turn it over and try to read it. So when I did it, it was all of my tea leaves had clumped together on one side of the, the cup. Yeah. And it basically was like, you're going nowhere. You're really unhappy. No. <laughs> and like, at first she was like, I want to redo this. Like we want to, this might just be a mistake. <laughs> But we redid it, and it happened again. And she was like, okay, so let's talk about what you're up to right now and your feelings about that. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, I can... Do you remember what you were unhappy about? Oh, so many things. Um, Okay, so it was legit. (laughs) It was legit. Like, everything she said, I was like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you want me to say? I'm fucking sad. (laughs) Oh, man. Um... I had just left university. I had just broken up with my boyfriend. I was working like a dead end job and couldn't get a job in what I thought I wanted to be doing. So, and I was living with my parents. So it was just all like 
like my life had just stalled. And then this lady comes in and is like, hey, your life stalled. (laughs) It's like, bitch. Thanks. Tell me what I don't know. Yeah, I was like. Tell me something helpful. I thought you were going to say, like, I'd have a new job around the corner. but (laughs) So I can only imagine what a psychic could do with your mood. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) what's new with you? I feel like I've dominated. Oh, no, I mean, your conversation was much funner than mine, Um, so (laughs) I have just been dealing with what seems to be the 10 10 millionth drama of the winter, because I still feel like it's basically winter. We had a warm snap, and then it went right back to cold, and um, last week I opened my basement door to toss down a tote. Um, our basement's unfinished, so, like, sometimes I just, like, toss a few things down there, like, some empty boxes. I'll keep some empty boxes for, like, gift wrapping or something, so I just toss them down there. I toss this tote down there, and immediately it goes splash, and I go, what the fuck? Because I didn't even turn on my light down there, so then when I heard that, I was immediately, like, like, it immediately sent me into a panic attack, because I've never dealt with that. Um, and my furnace is down there. Yeah. So I was immediately like, I might die. Something might, like, something might happen right now that's creating this... This is it. ...issue. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't, like, it could... I don't know. It, I I literally didn't know what to do at that point. So it was like a two-day process of getting everything cleaned and fixed up and if i didn't have my cousin's husband helping us out then we would have been out 2500 to 4000 dollars that's like fucking the insurance crazy. yeah the insurance company was like water restoration and water pumping out of basements it usually runs about 1500 to 5000 dollars you're probably looking around 2500 to 3500 for an unfinished basement so i was like okay So luckily, (laughs) at that point, I was just too shocked to really even do anything. I kind of chuckled at her, and then I was like, okay. Um, So if my cousin's husband wasn't the handyman that he is, then I, yeah, I I don't know what we would have done. However, he helped us out. We got a new sump pump down there. We had some issues with the sump pump when it was installed, but he came back over the next day, and it was all fixed. That's great. Um, yeah, and, like, on top of that, I've just had, like, Saturday, I drove my aunt to the airport, and I've had a lot of LGBTQ center work that's just been really stressful, and then one of my friends just went through a breakup, and so she's been relying on me a lot, And so, like, on top of all the other emotional baggage, I have her coming to me, and, I mean, I love her, and I want to support her, but I want to be like, I'm emotionally exhausted. Yeah. Just give me a week (laughs) to decompress, and I'll help. Yeah. So, I feel like I haven't had a day to myself, and, like, a day to myself, I'm fine with talking to you, Mars, and Justin. Those are the three people that I consider very low-key, and that doesn't take any like emotional drain out of me oh thank you i just (laughs) no thank you oh no thank you (laughs) but but yeah i just i i'm i'm tomorrow i'm going to turn off everything and just make sure i take 
a day for myself and not like answer any of the LGBTQ center yeah. questions or anything. I'm just going to let it ride for yeah. a day. Take off notifications, have a spa day, have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have a Xanax waiting for me. Yes. Follow. <laughs> I don't know what the the medical suggestion is for following Xanax, but I'm pretty sure it's with a glass of wine. <laughs> yep. I actually don't have any wine, but I do have some tequila, so that might that might be it. Okay, so this week. Okay. Now that we've caught up. Yeah. Um, this week, and it is gonna be two days late or something like that uh this week we are talking about santa clarita diet yay (laughs) (laughs) it is in its second season so we're gonna mostly be talking about the second season um and let me see if you guys don't know what santa clarita diet is it has drew barrymore in Timothy Oliphant. Is that how you say his last name? I think it's Oliphant. Oliphant. Um, which is your man. He my boy. <laughs> uh, let's Although, see. now that I think about it, I haven't actually watched him in much of anything. <laughs> no, but you can tell that you like him and he's a pretty face for you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sheila and Joel are married real estate agents in Santa Clarita, California. When Sheila dies, their lives take a, a dark turn. Sheila becomes a zombie. That's what it is. Um, it has a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. So. Yeah, that sounds about right. You basically just jumped into this just so you can see your man, right? Oh, hell Yeah. Um, actually, oddly enough, I was, uh, house sitting for my parents whenever the first season came out. And, uh, we used to watch his other show Justified together and actually Dead, uh, Deadwood. Sometimes we would watch Deadwood together. Anyway, so there was like a day or two overlapping when they came back and I would go back to Toronto uh, and it was like middle of winter, nothing to do. What do you want to do? Okay, turn on Netflix. And then we all were like, oh, there's Timmy the Only Font. Let's let's watch this. So we like steamrolled through the first season together. Um, purely. See before. Purely because of Timothy the Only Font. Before this, I had only I I believe I had only seen him in The Office. Oh right. And... Yeah, he has, like, a two-episode arc on The Office where they basically all just just fall over him because everybody thinks he's so hot. <laughs> so that makes me laugh every time because Mindy Kaling's character is, when he walks into The Office, she says, fuck me, and it's one of the, one of the funnier bleeps. I, I think bleeps are funny when it's a bleeped show. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I had actually never seen him in many things, um, but it was one of those things that you had told me you were watching, and I wasn't watching anything at the time, so I went ahead and watched it, and it was, when I first started it, I was like, okay, so this is basically like a a happier eye zombie, because I was in the midst of watching Eye Zombie as well. And it's one of the shows that comes up when you, like, 
when you're like looking at the IMDb or looking at TV Showtime or anything like that. Yeah. Um, two of my cats are playing through the door. Oh, you just see <laughs> paws, arms. Yeah. What are you doing in there? <laughs> I know you're in there. <laughs> um. So like, okay. So. So you mentioned what did you? Oh. Oh. We're overlapping. Oh God! No, you go ahead. Uh, well, I just you mentioned I Zombie. Are you like? Are you into the zombie genre? Um, not so much because. I, well, no, I take it back. In the last several years, I have gotten more into zombies just because I feel like I've exhausted vampires and werewolves because I like watch everything vampire and werewolf. I do think that they're like the weakest like, supernatural goth thing. Like, I would take witches, witches, vampires, and werewolves way before I would take zombies. Um, you mean, like... My zombie is pretty fun, though, so... Although so, like, if you had to this season. put yourself... If you had to choose to be a supernatural being, a zombie would be on your low end. Is that's what you mean? Yeah, or just, I like, would, in general? I, yeah, I would... I would, well, just in general, like, if I'm reading, if I want to read something that's supernatural, I'm not gonna pick thing, not, I'm not gonna pick zombie-based stuff, generally. Um, and I've noticed that within the past few years, in the zombie genre, they seem to be making them more personified, because they used to be literally mindless zombies. Yeah. And now it's kind of a thing where they're, like, more humanized. So it's basically, like, a vampire, but they... Eat brains. Eat brains, or all of human flesh, rather than drinking blood. So that feels kind of like a ripoff to me. Yeah, I don't like that new direction, that that, uh, eye zombie and that... BBC show? Um, yeah. Uh, Into the Flesh or whatever Yeah, In the Flesh or I something. never watched that. Um, I don't, I don't recommend it. But I, I feel like I come from an old school of zombies. So, like, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I used to watch, like, Romero movies yeah. as a kid. And, well, he's, like, the, the granddaddy of zombies. He yeah. made them. Um, but from there, like, it spilled out into other zombie movies where they've always been, like, an allegory for something else. Yeah. For, like, racism or something. And they've always been these, like, en masse, slow-moving, they're, they're gonna get you some, in some way. Yeah. Um, so I don't really like the ones where it's like, oh, I wake up and I'm just me, but I'm still, like, I'm supposed to be scary. Like it, the, yeah. I don't mind Santa Clarita diet because it's in this weird, like happy-go-lucky universe, and they're trying yeah. to fix it. But the glimpses that I've seen in the other zombie movies, where they've they've woken up and they're like, "Oh, I'm just me," it's still in this like semi-horror world. Yeah, if that makes sense. And it's like it's they're still trying to be edgy and like I don't know. It's not interested. No, I, yeah, I agree with you. And I did watch The Walking Dead for several seasons. Um, just, just as something that I didn't have anything else to watch. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I put it on. And I did like a few of the characters, 
But essentially, after you get past, I'd say, the second season, it's literally the same thing over and over again. However, I do like that type of zombie because it's they're mindless. Yeah. Um, and that's what zombies are supposed to be. I don't mind changing a little bit of the mythology in zombies or vampires or werewolves, but when it's so drastically changed to where it's basically not a zombie anymore, it feels a little blah, you know? Um, yeah. I do think Santa Clarita doesn't bother me at all in any regard, really, just because it is such a happy-go-lucky type of narrative and it doesn't, it's it's not offensive at all. Like, you could keep it on in the background and not really be bothered by anything in it. I mean, there oh, are you a mean... few little annoyances, but... Oh, okay. So no, you don't mean, like, gore. You mean just, like, characterization? Yeah, just in general. The whole... The whole show is just kind of fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, I was knitting for the the entire second season. <laughs> um, I actually, I really can't remember much of what went on in season one. So I felt like I was paying attention a little bit more in season two. Um, yeah, I, I like... I like their marriage. I think it's a good marriage. So it's it's nice to see an actual married couple on television that's not hateful or consistently at each other's throats. Yeah, it's not like so, married with Jim or whatever the fuck that sitcom was where he was yeah. he was just like the most repulsive man in the world. And has somehow yeah. bagged a hot wife who was like, yeah, I'll look after everything and I'll cook you meals and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it also does a good job at, like, subverting the trope of... Because it's usually the man that's the one that's fucking up doesn't necessarily have to be a supernatural creature. But um, the man that's fucking up and the wife is constantly covering for them... And this, the wife is the one that's fucking up, and it's shown that the husband is really understanding, even if he has moral crises, he's still understanding and wants to care for his wife. And I think that isn't shown ever, so it's nice to re- it's nice to see that. Yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, I I also appreciate their relationship. It's like. I, I'm glad that the the conflict stems from like them trying to maintain their weird suburban life as opposed to like yeah. what actually would happen to a marriage. <laughs> like I feel like if you became a, a flesh eating zombie, I think Justin would have a hard time, or vice versa. Yeah, you'd be like, how do we how do we still work and like live with other people while the other one is murdering people. <laughs> yeah. Blood everywhere yeah, in the I kitchen. Yeah, I think that's natural. <laughs> I think that's a natural thing to question. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad that they didn't take that route so much. Like, it was just like yeah. a, a, a barely a blip where he was like, yeah, you know what? I'm in it for the, the long haul. I'll help you out. 
until we can like we'll figure it out and then we'll fix you and then put this all back behind us yeah (laughs) yeah um i was under the impression that the the season because i couldn't remember the first season i was under the impression that the second season was 13 episodes so when episode 10 ended and there was nothing else i was like uh oh (laughs) yeah that i definitely experienced that in the first season because i was yeah you're so used to at least 13 15 and then in some shows you have like 20 um but i i don't know i appreciate that it's it everything i watch goes on for too long (laughs) so i like the fact that season two also ended like bang on whatever it was 10 yeah it didn't feel like it was drawn out yeah, it didn't, but I also didn't really know where it was going. Like, I didn't see that as the climax. No. The sheriff finding out that something's up, and then it turns out that Sheila's a zombie, and then they have a talking head. Um, so I didn't see that coming. So, I mean, it was kind of fun that I didn't see that coming, and then that ended up being the finale. But um, I can't remember I how the first season ended, but I have a... St- of any inkling it was the same sort of thing where it's like the plot took a strange turn and then that was it like you you had to wait until season two yeah um that makes sense i think it's funny that (laughs) first of all great great about the nazis yeah thought that was great so that did make me really enjoy season two i was like right on right on yeah um and in the first season she only killed straight up dickheads yeah so like i mean that's their thing like she's that's actually my my preferred type of vampire are vampires that kill for you know morality yeah um so like I do I do like that. The first season she kills dickheads and then the second season she's killing Nazis. So um, would she kill Donald Trump? Would she absolutely. take she be able to take that and be like, you know what, so what if he eats turds? I'll I'll <laughs> eat him. Absolutely. I don't think that the the grossness of moral fiber makes her turn away. That's that's true. Well, uh, like, this was kind of glossed over in the show, but she did change as a person. Like, she, there were positive um, consequences to it. She became more assertive. Um, yeah, I mean. And, and more yeah. daring. But uh, on the other hand, it's like, she is losing bits of her, her humanity and morality. <laughs> and body. Like, and, oh, she's, yeah, she's losing her fingers and toes. An ear, I think, or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously there, <laughs> there are definitely negative consequences. <laughs> um, but they do go over how her, her and um, the other zombie woman that they run into for like half an episode. Ramona. Yeah, they both got something out of becoming zombies because. They had always wanted to be, like, Sheila had always wanted to be assertive, and I can't remember what Ramona wanted to be. Ramona always wanted to be boring. (laughs) 
But, I mean, then they end up being that with their zombie selves, so... I guess there has to be some positive to being a flesh-eating, you know, horror. Yeah. And, like, super strength, super speed. Uh, in... Oh, I'm not gonna be able to say this word, I already know. In... Infatic... Oh, fuck. <laughs> you don't get tired. <laughs> I can't say it. I'll never say it. I don't even know what you mean, so yeah, just can't get tired. Strike that from my vocabulary. (laughs) Um, Um, So, who was your favorite character? Joel, probably. Yeah. I do think, I mean, the... Chris and Chrissy? Is that, was that her name? Sorry, it's the, indefatigable, the I think. Indefatigable. In, indefatigable. Oh. There you go. Persisting tirelessly. There you go. If you need to uh, <laughs> do a crossword, you got that. Anyway, sorry, continue with your thought. Um, Chris and Christy, the other realtors, Joe McHale and... Psych the lady. woman who played, yeah, I was just about to say Juliet O'Hara. <laughs> Can't remember her. Maggie Lawson. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, they were supposed to be annoying characters, but whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I like how at, at every turn Timothy Oliphant was like, yeah, but you know what? He drunk drove and like crashed his car. Like it's yeah. <laughs> always his go-to insult. That would be my go-to it's a insult too. Great insult. I mean, he always yeah. wins with that. <laughs> um, who is your favorite character? Um, yeah, probably Joel too. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there are few characters to choose from. I mean, yeah, like I mean, main characters because there's the family, so there's the three of them, the neighbor. And then the rest of them are all kind of backup. Like, yeah. the boy, the neighbor's mother, I don't care for her. I don't care for this, the police officer who's dating the mother. Yeah. Who else is in it? Uh, their other neighbor, Rick, but he's barely in Oh, yeah, it he, got, he got his feelings hurt because Joel has other things to deal with. Yeah. Can't be that made me laugh. <laughs> made me laugh a lot. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> Joel hasn't uh, brought more suspicion onto him. The way he he reacts to things and <clears throat> yeah, other things. Yeah, considering <clears throat> the fact that he's also a bad liar, oh. that made me laugh too. Um. Yeah. So Abby is fine. I like I like how she talks. My mo- she has that. When my mom watched it, she was like, "Oh, she reminds me of you." <laughs> I was I was going to say that, and I was like, "Don't say it, Lindsay, because you always say somebody reminds you of Emma." Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna temper this with also she, my mom all throughout high school was like, "You look and act so much like Sandra Bullock," <laughs> <laughs> which I do not, everybody. Hands down, do not look like Sandra Bullock. I've got dark hair. You do. And she does a little bit. <laughs> I've got dark hair and I'm white. 
that's that's pretty much where similarities lie. Anyways, so I took that with a grain of salt when she said that. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I think you have that the uh, the similar way of talking. So I think oftentimes when I hear that voice, I'm automatically connecting it to you. Yeah. So I think that's why I say I'm the archetype for much. that that voice speech pattern. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, the neighbor boy, Eric, he played young Sean Spencer in Psych for a few episodes, No too. way. So there's another Psych connection. Yeah. He's like, I looked up both their ages and I've immediately forgotten, but they're both older than you think they are. They're like early twenties. Yeah. yeah. He's 22. Um... I'm not sure on the... Um, I think she's 21 or 22. She, they're very similar in age. Yeah. Uh, IMDB doesn't have her birth date, so I'm not sure. We'll just call her 20. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you want to give it a grade? Or do you have anything else to add? Oh, I do. Okay, so this is Go this is it. a niche comment that only people who watch WWE... <sighs> <laughs> We'll get, but you know, um, throughout the second season, we've been getting like a taste of that couple, the Serbian couple. Well, they're not, they're American, but the guy has ties to the Serbian myth. Yeah. And at the very end, you realize that he's got like this sacred calling. Yeah. So they're on the hunt for the zombies, I guess. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, they ended up blowing up the the clam place. So yes, I at first I didn't know if he was, you know, somebody that's an, a zombie as well. So he's looking for other zombies. But then when they blew up the clam place, which is where the zombie virus comes from, it was basically cemented that it's a zombie hunter. Yeah. Um, anyways, that guy looks so similar to a wrestler named AJ Styles and it I've seen him in other things but it's only once he showed up in this show with his long hair and the goatee which AJ Styles has um that I was like oh my god AJ Styles (laughs) some zombies (laughs) anyway so like the one person who also watches WWE there you go look (laughs) rewind back and look at him that guy was in um, Happy Endings. Mm. Did you watch that? I did. I did like that show. It's one of those... I, I feel like we've... I feel like the reason that it didn't do that well is that I feel that TV has come away from the friend-centric type show. Yeah. So they did it very similarly to how Friends was written and shown. And so, like, I did also enjoyed that show i liked all of the character well i liked most of the characters but i think that it it was very dated like even as it was coming out it was like this should have been this should have been done five years ago and it would have been within that time frame but it doesn't come yeah it doesn't yeah yeah i agree but i mean i still think like if you have a, a quick minute to watch happy endings than you should because there are some pretty funny parts yeah i can't i can't like adam pally right i love adam pally um yeah I and i loved too. his character in that 
Um, I can't remember anything in, <laughs> anything specifically, but there were definite lulls had in that show. Like me and my roommate a few years ago just binge watched it constantly. Yeah, I really like uh, Eliza Coop and Alicia Cuthbert in it, so I really liked their their characters. I really, really liked Eliza Coop in it. Well, Alicia Cuthbert is PMK royalty. Uh, Popular Mechanics for Kids, which was a huge show <laughs> back in the <laughs> late 90s. She and Jay Baruchel ho- co-hosted this show. Um, so they were both children. They were both children doing the show and talking you through just science things, engineer things. So I've known her since she was like, known her. I've seen her since she was <laughs> 10 or 13. Uh, so it's always kind of weird, but also nice to see her doing things still. <laughs> no, I had no idea that she did anything before she did that one movie where she was like a porn star in it. Oh yeah, that was like a shock because everybody everybody our age grew up with her, having seen her as yeah. like a little kid wearing sweaters and was like, let's take a roller coaster together. This is the physics and, <laughs> and mechanics behind it. <laughs> <laughs> that is really weird. <laughs> Yeah, it was the start of both Jay Baruchel and her careers. Now, what is Jay Baruchel? Oh, uh, he's he was in a lot of Seth Rogen's comedies. So, um, End of the World? Is that? The oh, one that was okay. the End of the World? He's, he's the Jay who comes in, like, he gets picked up at the airport, having flown in from Montreal, which is where Jay... Or no, actually, he lives in Toronto. I saw him on the street. Um, <laughs> anyways, he's his friend in that. He usually plays like a dorky character because he's pretty dorky. Gotcha. Yeah, and his image isn't coming to me. But... White guy, dark hair. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Narrow it down from there. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, I mean, overall, I I think it, I, I think Santa Clarita Diet is decent to watch. If you don't have anything else to do, and you want to watch something, that sounded bad, but you want to watch something that's not like, seriously, like, I have to pay attention 100% of the time, but you still want it to be kind of happy and not feel like everything's heavy even though the material was kind of heavy and and you know moral morally questionable (laughs) i mean i'd say give it a try so what's your mark my mark i don't want to grade first um i'm between semi-hard pass and meh because it's not like something that i would actively seek out another season if there's another season i will watch it though um but if it what is happening over there i'll tell you later (laughs) okay (laughs) it's it's my ghost Um, who who leaves the dimes for me they're just sprinkling (laughs) them down um but if yeah, if there was not another season, then I wouldn't be upset by it or feel like I missed out on anything. But it's something nice to have on, and it doesn't make me like it doesn't make me feel heavy. 
I keep saying heavy, but... Well, when you... Usually, when you watch a horror movie, it's heavy. Like, Night of the Living Dead is a great movie, but everybody dies at the end. It's not... Yeah. It's not, like, an uplifting genre, typically. Yeah, and even, I mean, like, especially Walking Dead, it's just, like, it's just too much going on. You just feel depressed after you watch it. Yeah. So if you if you like the supernatural genre and you like zombies, even if it is like a subverted uh, storytelling of of the zombie mythology, I would say that you know, give it a try. Yeah. So somewhere in between semi hard pass and meh. <laughs> What about you? <laughs> well, the words that I want to describe this this show would would make it seem like I'm going to give it a meh mark because like yeah. it's pretty inobtrusive, um, inoffen- unoffensive. Um, but I'm halfway between semi hard pass and no pass because I do like yeah. it. And when I saw it come up on Netflix, it was like March whatever. Season two is starting. A, I had forgotten about it. <laughs> and B, I was like, okay, well, I'm free that night. I'll start the first couple of episodes that way. So I feel like it, yeah, somewhere between semi-hard pass and no pass. Nice. It's, at the same time, I wouldn't go to bat for it like other things. So I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, you got to watch this show. Yeah. Or if someone was like, man, really don't like that show, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's understandable. I feel like I could understand every, gr- like, if some, if we had two other people and they gave it, you know, if we had all four grades going, I would understand everybody's viewpoint. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I could totally get it. Um, but yeah, I, just, I mean, it's... I just remembered something. This is not what? the first time Timothy Oliphant has done a zombie movie, or zombie genre. What was he in? He was in a movie around 2010, I'd say, called The Crazies, which I'm going oh. to categorize as a zombie movie, where there was some sort of virus uh, infecting people, and they they go, like, <laughs> aggro and mad <laughs> and then but they're fast zombies like they're ready to yeah i out. remember seeing uh trailers for that it was good so yeah. for you know for what it was yeah there were some jump scares that i appreciated i don't like jump scares so mm. yeah probably don't watch that movie then <laughs> <laughs> i always feel like jump scares are just cheap i'm like okay, okay. yeah but every <laughs> every horror's gotta have it yeah, at least one. But if it's if it's kind of ridiculously used, I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. If that's the yeah. only way that they're able to make something scary, then yeah, there's a problem with writing and directing. But I appreciate one or two in a movie. I feel like, and I keep seeing trailers for The Quiet Place, but I feel like they have to use jump scares because. From what I understand, most of the movie is totally silent. 
So then when something does happen, even if they didn't mean to make it like that, it's going to be a jump scare because you didn't expect sound. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go see it on Friday, so I'll report back. Um, yeah. I have a feeling... I actually want to see it, but... <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be like uh, The Witch, if okay. If you ever watch that I one. haven't seen that, no. Um, I've heard a lot about it, but... It's going to build... I usually don't... Pardon? I usually don't watch horror or thrillers that much anymore i feel like i usually only watch horror movies (laughs) um i think it's gonna build such a feeling of foreboding that that might be the the scariest element of the the show or the show the movie um you know like where you're constantly expecting something else or you're constantly that seems to be what people have been saying Okay. Because, like, the thing that I read today was talking about how you can literally, I mean, you will be able to hear everything that's going on around you because the movie is so silent. So, like, people in the comments were like, actually, my movie theater was totally silent. Like, the people that were eating popcorn put their popcorn away because it was, they it realized. was like, a shameful thing. Like, we can all hear you eating so, like, everybody was silent, and it was to the point of feeling like you had to be frozen in your seat just so you wouldn't, wouldn't make any sound. Yeah, that, see, that's why I want to go see it in theaters, because I think yeah. you just won't get the same feeling at home, even when you're, you're, the rest of your house is completely silent and all your lights are off. It's just, you won't get yeah. that, that feeling of, like, mass silence, you know, that I that agree. You know there's a bunch of people around you, but you nobody's making a sound. It's yeah. it's like almost a kinetic feeling. It, you're not making noise, but you're you're produce, producing all this yeah. energy and that contributes to the the movie itself. So, I think it'll be good. And the fact yeah, I I actually want to go see it, but I don't think I can um until at least next weekend and I don't know how long it'll run here so um I'm hoping I can go see it just for that reason and I usually don't go and actually see movies at the theater um but the fact that John Krasinski influenced them to I I don't know what roles he played he plays in the movie like if he's a director as well um, but he influenced them to actually cast a, a deaf girl huh. as one of their children. Um, and he's like, the the reason being so that we could actually play off of, you know, what she's experiencing in that. And it taught them to be better with signing and stuff because they're actually, a deaf person is actually in the cast. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So. Um, I think he... He's the director, the writer, potentially a producer. Yeah, as well I was as an thinking actor. that he did everything, but I didn't want to go ahead and say he's everything. He, I, <laughs> he may or may not be. I think he is. Though. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, that's Did cool. you have a would you rather? Oh yeah, uh, my would you rather is would you? Okay, first of all, Wait, <laughs> first of all, let's. Uh, Let's preempt this with our new segment is Would You Rather? And on the ones that we're doing within the episodes, we're going to try to do something that is vaguely related to what we just discussed. So, go ahead. 
Uh, okay, so my would you rather is, would you rather be a, a zombie like Drew Barrymore or a zombie like from the Romero uh, dynasty? <laughs> so like mindless dead body that's just looking for brains or Drew Barrymore. I feel like when you're a Drew Barrymore type zombie, the entire time you're just, I mean, her moral center is a little shut down at that point, but I still think that you're kind of having a moral crisis basically on a regular. Um... So I'm not I'm not sure how much of that is shut down on her and plus she also has parts of her body falling off. I think that would be the hardest thing for me to deal with my fingers or my toes or my ear falling off and then having to deal with the horror of trying to stitch yourself back up. At least it wouldn't hurt. Like she bit through her finger and wasn't like, "Oh yeah. my god." It was just more like, "Oh shit, what did I do?" Yeah. Um, so, what are you thinking? Uh, I think the true horror is she's been turned into a zombie and she still has to work. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's the worst part of this whole scenario. I, I be a zombie and I still have to exist in a capitalistic society. Yeah. I still have to pay my bills and make money. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst part, not the moral <laughs> That's crisis. That's the true not, <laughs> not things popping off of you, not eating people, the fact that you still have to work. Yeah. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I And I like the idea of, of just being, being a mindless, mindless zombie. Because, like, really, you're dead. <laughs> I was literally about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um... You know, if there is such a thing as the great beyond, your body, like, your body keeps going, but you're not there. Yeah. So, like, what's the difference? You just die. And, just, and let some sort of parasite move your body in search of brains. Yeah. However, like, that poses the question... Is there a god? If it, yeah. <laughs> if your brain is still alive... Is your soul still trapped? Because it depends on where you feel that the soul is centered. So that's so like if the parasite is still holding your brain hostage. Then are you in the great beyond by that point? That's. I guess that's. Did you ever watch that movie? Love. Oh shit. Oh fuck. I can't remember the name of it. Who did it have in it? Warm bodies. There we go. Warm bodies. No, I did not. Uh, but that's essentially, they're they're all zombies, but they're semi-aware of being zombies. And then when they find love, they become, yeah. Um, no, that didn't sound like anything that I'd want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on your belief system, I guess. And how much, yeah. how... Like, I don't know how parasites work, but eventually it would it would be in there so much that your brain wouldn't be the same. 
Yeah. So even if you were conscious still, it wouldn't be you, you know? It's like people who have had traumatic brain injuries who have, like, wildly different personalities after they've had it. It's like there's connections lost and new connections made, so they're, they're just slightly different. So if a parasite's in there, like, eating things and making new pathways, so your brain... I don't know. You you might yeah, not be but my you. Question, yeah, but my question was, if you do believe in the great beyond and you have a soul that has to be sent to the great beyond in order for you to be there, where does that come in? Like, if the parasite is still holding it hostage, then you're not in the great beyond. Yeah, but your body's dead, right? Like, your heart's yeah. not pumping. So presumably... I don't know. But the I don't know how souls. Still keeping you I don't know how souls work. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's all based on personal belief system. I guess I mean that's oftentimes they'll show people in zombie TV shows or zombie movies that that's one of the main moral crises that they don't want to kill their mother because their mother has turned into a zombie, but they want to save her soul somehow. So if they kill her, blah blah blah. So, yeah, I guess you don't really know. Um, okay, so in this, I... But I if you're Drew Barrymore, pick... you're married to Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> <laughs> I do think I would pick the mindless zombie just so I wouldn't have to deal with knowing that parts popped off of me and still having to work. Yeah. At least... <laughs> That's your pick, too? Yeah, I, I mean... Even if I was still aware in my zombie form, at least I'm out in the fresh air with a bunch of my buddies. We're not working. <laughs> We're just living off the fat of the land. Um, getting some That's sun great. when it's the day. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think zombies need vitamin D, but it is a perk. It helps. <laughs> My would you rather, would you rather be turned into a zombie, any kind of zombie, or watch everyone you love get turned into one? Uh, is this, okay, so in this, in the first scenario, are you the only zombie to exist? I don't think so. There's still an outbreak occurring, but in the scenario, you're the one that's turned over your loved ones. Okay, so they're safe. Yes. Um, and in the second scenario, am I by myself? Everyone. Everyone. And am I by myself then afterwards? Running from friends I mean, and people family? That, yeah, people that you don't love are, might still be humans, but everybody that you love gets turned into one. Ooh. So, I mean, friends that you don't outright love or acquaintances that you don't outright love could be saved from it. The people who are like, oh, hey, what's up? But yeah. you've never actually spent time together alone. <laughs> yeah. Or does that mean, like, when you get new friends and you start to love them, they turn as well? Oh, shit. It's, so... just, it's just a virus from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the cause. <laughs> no, let's take it at the base. At the base. It's... People right now that you love, they're turned. Oh, God. Do you have to kill them? I mean, that's one thing that you have to figure out. 
I guess if they're like Romero or the Walking Dead zombies, you probably should kill them. But if it's something like iZombie or Santa Clarita Diet, then you might have the choice of trying to keep... I mean, you'd have to be keeping multiple people in line at all times and trying to help them or do whatever you can to help them. Yeah, you know what? I think my answer depends on the type of zombie either scenario would result in. So if it's like... Okay, let's take it... What? Let's do two then. Let's do the Romero type zombie for both, and then answer for the I zombie or Santa Clarita diet type zombie. Um. So for the Romero, I'd rather be the one who turns. I don't want to deal okay. with all my friends and family becoming those those type of zombies. I'll peace out. I'll take it for the team. But for the Drew Barrymore, I think I could be a good support system for all these people needing to translate Serbian ancient texts. But that's, I mean, I guess it depends on how how much you love people, but that's more than, that's probably at least ten people. Hey, my doctor is from Serbia. She speaks Serbian, so I just go and make an appointment and be like, hi, Lied, I have this text. Can you please translate it for me? gonna have to keep 10 people in line try to keep them away from the law and stuff if that was your role um true but I don't know I feel like Drew Barrymore in Santa Clarita diet isn't like wildly off the chain like she's killing people but she's still like sees reason she's like okay I won't kill this Nazi now I'll wait a little bit. I mean, Ramona wasn't, and that other man wasn't. Um, However, I think that also has to do with the fact that she has Joel. So he keeps her on the chain. Um, So I I guess you'd have to pick, like, the people that you think need your help the most. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be okay with making that decision. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just round them all up and be like, okay, you gotta stay in this one place and we'll we'll tackle our problems together. Do not kill anybody, please. I feel I, for myself, for the Romero zombie, I would rather be turned into the zombie. For the Santa Clarita diet zombie, I would also rather be turned into the zombie. Okay. I I do, uh, and this is going to sound selfish, I think, I feel, (laughs) I feel better getting support than I do giving. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want to oversee somebody else killing people and like trying to keep them in line and trying to keep them from the law. I feel like I would be good doing that for myself. And then if somebody else is supporting me, that's just kind of like an added bonus. You know what I mean? Back up. Yeah. So in both in both things, I'd rather be the zombie. Okay, well I'm gonna write up this now psychological profile about that. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a hard one. I mean, nobody wants to be a zombie. Like you yeah, said at the I... beginning, z- zombies are kind of the worst supernatural being. Yeah. So okay, so just a quick follow up. To the whole episode, would you rather be, I'll give you five choices, 
zombie, vampire, werewolf, fairy, or witch? I don't think I understand what a fairy is. Okay. It's just a little a little creature with wings. Oh, okay. So, what, but what do they do? Like, what's their supernatural power? I'm <laughs> googling it. <laughs> um, um, is a type of mythological being or legendary creature in European folklore, a form of a spirit often described as metaphysical, supernatural, or preternatural, of course. Um, they sometimes are called changelings. Um, they have, they usually have some sort of magical powers similar to witches, but they can only bestow, like, little gifts. Dimes? And, yes. <laughs> they can only, uh, they usually, well, some of, some myths have, like, the stipulation that fairies can only hold one emotion at a time. Tinkerbell. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you'd be taken over by whatever emotion you had immensely at once um that seems but you'd be a cute little six like two to six inch creature with pretty wings and you live in a forest some sort of yeah um they're usually like sometimes they can be illusory spirits and they are used for prophecy and other stuff like that (laughs) i guess it just depends on what uh, like mythology you're following because there's some in christian mythology surprisingly and then there's a lot in like pagan and celtic and stuff like that so they're called the hidden people Ooh, yeah yeah don't piss off they have to hide those dimes maybe (laughs) well i i'm thanking them i don't want to get on their bad side um hmm hmm well, I know flat out I would not want to be a werewolf or a zombie. Okay. I think, well, it depends on the, t- again, type of the z- zombie it is. But if you're a Romero zombie, I mean, that's not great. That's not great for yeah, anybody. There's, n- there's not really a pro to that. Uh, I'm not quite sure what a pro is to uh, werewolf this. Like, like, <laughs> what is that called? Lyconif? Like an off three. Yeah. Like an off three. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is a bad day for now. words. <laughs> like an off. Lycanism. There you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, what's the pro to that? Every full moon, you destroy a pair of clothing. Like, sorry, <laughs> a pair of jeans, and you run wild in the woods killing things. I think I'd have to, yeah, I think we'd have to have an episode just discussing werewolves, because I really like werewolves. <laughs> oh, so what are the pros to a werewolf, then? That's what I'm saying, I'd have to have, like, a whole episode, because it just depends, again, on what type mythology okay. you're going, who, yeah. Who you're talking about, okay. So those those two are flat out for me. Uh, I think vampires could be incredibly lonely, so I don't like the idea of living forever. Uh, so I'm going to cross uh, Just to touch on, because have you heard of the Irish werewolves? Because they're actually good guys, so that might sway you a little bit there. They're supposed to be protectors. Oh, so they, they destroy a pair of jeans and then they're like, okay, we'll save babies. Yeah. Woof. Um, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, I still don't want to destroy a pair of jeans. Uh. I mean, jeans are terrible. Destroy all of them. Well, any pair of pants. I 
I struggle to find a pair of pants. Pair of pants? <laughs> pair of pants that fit well. <laughs> Uh, so I just couldn't do it. <laughs> um, and like a witch, are you still within society? Like, can you? What, yeah. So you, it would just be me again, who has a cauldron just, instead of an oven. Yeah, I guess again, it just depends on which which mythology you're going with, um, because there are witches. But I meant more like having actual magical powers. So at least that, um, and I guess depending on the society, you can live amongst people still. Got my answer. Okay. I'm gonna be a weird fairy that okay. tries to help people, and but always does something a little sinister. <laughs> <laughs> that is those those are what fairies are. Yeah, yeah they're usually a little mischievous. Like take something sinister. a little too literal and be like. Well, you asked for this. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go hang out with the squirrels in the forest. Yes. Uh, what about you? My my choice is vampire. Why? Do you like blood or something? I've always liked blood. And <laughs> I, you gr- I know you, you said make that your own tongue in cheek, but yes, I like blood. Um, yeah, I like, well, again, mythology, but in general, you have power of flight, sometimes power of telepathy, immortality, super healing, super speed. Um, so yeah, I think there are a lot of, unless it's like the strain zombies, I mean, the strain vampires, I'm not too fond of the strain vampires, but like, um... Anne Rice vampires and the original vampire, the originals vampires. The romantic vampires. Yeah, I like, yeah, because I like gothic romance. But yeah, I would, that's what I would pick. Okay. Well, you can visit <laughs> me in my forest okay. as a fairy. And <laughs> there are, hmm? there are actually a, a series of young adult books, and I can't remember the title, where. The fairies are the ones that actually created the vampires. So oh, we sprinkled something yeah, into someone's drink. I think drink. it might have been a bite, but yeah, yeah or that. <laughs> I like the idea of poisoning instead of just biting. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I don't have any more would you rather's. So no, that was I, good. I have recommendations for zombie movies that people might... Okay, n- go for it. Well, this one definitely I don't think most people would have seen because it was a small production out of Canada. It's called Pontypool. It's based off of a book, which I would also recommend anybody to read it. Uh, Pontypool? Pontypool. Yeah. Okay. Actually, the beginning of the movie has an explanation as to why this place is called Pontypool, because it's a small Ontario town, apparently, called Pontypool. Anyways, it's really good. It's all based on um, a virus that transmits by way of language. So, yeah, it gets stuck in people's brains. uh, And eventually, once you're infected, you start repeating stuff and, like, obsessing over language. And then you just lose your mind and go after people. Um, Oh, the movie is different from the book. And so the movie is based around a local radio station in the middle of a, a snowstorm that's 
broadcasting and people are starting to call in and be like, hey, shit is happening. And like weird things are starting to happen around the, the radio station. Okay. Really good. Oh, it sounds interesting. I wonder, is it? do you know if it's on Netflix or Hulu? I doubt it's on Netflix. Um, okay. If it is on Netflix, it would probably be on Canadian Netflix. Let me look that up. Pontypool. 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 How do you spell it? Uh, like you imagine. P-O-N-T-Y-P-O-O-L. All one word. Okay. Uh, Netflix. Oh. Yeah, it might actually be on there. Okay. It comes up. Beans, I'm gonna um, check it out. I can't tell if it's on. It's not on Canadian, so it must be on American. Oh, suck it! Uh, here, <laughs> let me bring up the the synopsis for everybody. <laughs> I'm not editing any of this out. Yeah, let's. I'm gonna breathe really heavily into the. The microphone while I look this up. <laughs> How do I expand this? Holy shit. Um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so the book is by Tony Burgess, which is a Canadian uh, author. But definitely read the book. It's like a completely different thing. Um in a small town of Pontypool, Ontario, former shock jock turned radio announcer Grant Mazzy drives through a blizzard to work. On the way, Mazzy has a strange encounter with a nonsensical woman who gets his attention by putting her hand on his car window and only saying the word blood several times before staggering off into the storm. Oh, God, this is like not a synopsis. This is everything in the movie. Ah, fuck. Well, that was a good there you intro, go. though. Well, pretty cool. You got to... F- a radio host <laughs> interprets the possible outbreak of a deadly virus which infects the small Ontario town he is stationed in. There. <laughs> <laughs> it only got a, a I, 6.7 out of 10, but you know what? I'd say it's way better than other, uh, like it's way better than The Walking Dead or, I don't know, Warm Bodies, yeah. other zombie stuff. See, in high school, we used to have a cheesy horror movie night, and that's where I watched a lot of, like, the Romero and They're coming to get like you, that, Barbara. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I did see plenty of zombie flicks as a teenager. I just wasn't interested in zombies at all. So, who knows? They are still least favorite but eh. yeah i really like them when <laughs> when it's like scary but i'm not interested in the walking dead or i zombie so like i don't know i guess i'm really choosy with my zombie movies yeah see i i zombie is funnier than santa clarita diet but they have a, a lot of similarities and, like, in iZombie, the brain that she eats is, that's what changes her personality. So, like, oh, each she takes episode, on. 
yeah, she takes on a different personality. But I don't like the main character in iZombie. <laughs> I like all of the supporting characters, but I find the main character to be a brat, so mm. it's difficult to... It also be hard to... Because, like, you, for the most part, there are some exceptions. Uh, you you want to emphasize or emphasize empathize with your main character like you yeah. you want to imprint yourself or vice versa onto this character but if she's constantly changing her personality according to what she's eaten that kind of makes it hard yeah it does but like I said she's a brat and sometimes like even when she's had something she'll like blame her behavior on the brain and then stunningly yeah stunningly somebody actually one of the other characters called her out uh like towards the end of last season and said you use that excuse all the time it can't always be true yeah so (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah okay well we we only had good things to say about Santa Clarita Diet, but then ultimately didn't give it <laughs> a raving yeah, review. Yeah, we didn't give yeah. <laughs> I guess that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was nice, but it, you know, the same way, like, a restaurant is nice, but you're not going to rave about it, so. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... We will be back maybe with another Would You Rather episode in between our full-length episodes. You can come to our Facebook page, our Twitter, our Instagram, or email us at semihardpass at gmail.com and give us a Would You Rather or give us selection, suggestions on what we should watch or cover next. So do that. Yeah. Shock us with your Would You Rathers. please all right we'll see you next time yeah be good to yourselves people yeah thanks Bye. bye